Welcome once again to our podcast featuring GoPreps.com and CrescentCitySports.com. I'm Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, joined by my colleague and friend and partner, Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com. Always a pleasure, Hunter. Glad to do this once again. Hey, Ken. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited. We're week five, uh, middle of the season. This is when things start to get interesting. So uh, the, the matchups that we're going to preview today are just a uh, – I think it's just a treat for everybody around the state, no matter which part uh, of Louisiana you're in. So pretty excited about getting to week five. We love talking about the games, and we're here to talk about the games, but we must talk about what's transpiring with the membership in yeah. the LHSA. And, of course, next Tuesday, a very important meeting – and a very important vote to really determine the future of this organization and the future of playoffs. And this thing has got a really a two-sided figure to it, so to speak, because not only are we talking about whether or not we'll go back to what transpired last year, but perhaps, just perhaps, maybe about everything going back to the way it was prior to 2013. Your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. We're you know we'll be there Tuesday to uh, to cover. What I hope is the action. We'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. Two hundred and three member schools have to uh, have to show up for this special vote to happen. That's a simple majority of the uh, uh, member schools of the LHSAA. And uh, yeah, we're we're just left waiting. If you know, we'll have a yes vote or a no vote. Uh, if two hundred and three member schools show up, <clears throat> they'll be able to hold the meeting. Uh, need a simple majority vote from those schools that show up, uh, and they'll. It's just a simple, you know. Do you support the current definition of select, yes or no? And then from there, we'll see what happens. But uh, it, it's really kind of been in a, a holding pattern over the last month or so, ever since the injunction was handed down uh, by the court. So uh, Tuesday, I hope, answers a lot of questions either way on where we'll go as in, or where the association will go uh, moving forward. The question that clearly lingers with me is, why wouldn't you show up? Unless you have a legitimate reason not to, why would you not show up for this? That is puzzling to me with regard to some who, frankly, do this fairly frequently. Yeah, and I think that's been the biggest question as well, Ken. Um, why not? This is what a majority of schools wanted. They wanted their voices heard. They wanted to be able to vote on you know, what a select school should be defined as. Um, <clears throat> the LHSA has given them this, this opportunity, this special meeting, and um, – you know, why not take advantage of it? Um, I, that's a question that I guess needs to be answered by some of the principals. And it's, it's, it's actually fairly easy. The LHSA is also allowing principals who cannot make it to, if they have a uh, certified designee uh, within the system, uh, that uh, designee can go and uh, vote on behalf of the school if the principal can't make it. So, you know, it's not totally up left up to the principal himself if he can't make it. So, you know, we're given – or they're given um, – uh, they're given ample opportunity to go Baton Rouge, to Baton Rouge on Tuesday and, uh, and vote, yes or no. So I, I'm interested to see – I think there will be a quorum uh, of, of over 203 schools. I think you'll have enough because people want this to be over, I believe. I think the majority wants this to be over. They want to know what the playoffs are going to look like. I mean, we're heading into week five, and we still don't know what's what. All right, let's turn our attention to games. These would be all Friday night games with one exception, a Saturday game. Friday night, Baton Rouge area, Southern Lab, and Dunham. These are two schools that have gone pretty deep into the playoffs. Yeah. One has won a state championship. The other scores a bunch of points. And 
Look, Southern Lab lost a game to Madison Prep by a point, which is no slouch, of course. And, of course, where Dunham's concerned, as I mentioned, typically speaking, Dunham can score with anybody in the state. And clearly, this is a program that's fashioned that type of, of offense under Coach Weiner, and they've done it again this year with the points that they've scored. Your thoughts? Yeah, no doubt. What Coach Weiner has done at Dunham, I mean, just – it's amazing and then going to the state championship last year and competing uh but then you also have a southern lab team that everybody knows southern lab it doesn't matter what year it is they are going to be competing uh at a statewide level and they're not afraid to go in and play uh teams you know bigger than they are which you know dunham is uh is technically 2a but dunham's very talented i mean they've, they've got a quarterback uh, number seven quarterback in the state, number four wide receiver in the state as far as receiving yards and passing yards go. So they've got a really uh, solid offensive attack, but so does Southern Lab. And Southern Lab's always been a great offensive school, but they're always a great defensive team as well. Uh, Dunham went in last year's uh, ch- uh, matchup between the two schools, 28 to 14. I think they've won the last two against Southern Lab, so Southern mm-hmm. Lab's really looking forward uh, to this matchup. And it would be a great, uh, a great win for uh, Southern Lab, a great points night. Uh, within the current format system if that's where we're going to go. But, yeah, just in my notes, I I noted highly highly contested matchup, plenty of offensive power from each side uh, could end up being a, uh, a, a close game and a shootout. Yeah, Drew Bourgeois and, of course, Jack Como also really good in the receiving game for Dunham. They throw the ball extremely well, and obviously that's going to be their ticket if they're going to have success in this game against a good Southern Lab team. Here in the New Orleans area, Edna Carr playing Brother Martin. That game will be at Ted Gormley Stadium Friday night. Carr certainly a favorite in this one. Brother Martin got handled by St. Thomas Moore, but it's a good Brother Martin team. Uh, Mark Moniz does a great job. Their offensive line's good. Uh, Jordan West, a good running back. Uh, of course, Carr, on the other hand, you know, look, they had a tough one on their hands last week with St. Augustine, a game we had live yeah. on CrescentCitySports.com, but the defense is stout once again. Johnson's an outstanding quarterback. And the thing about Carr is they're young. So this is a good matchup, certainly like Carr, to win the game, though. Yeah, and one thing that I I noted was Brother Martin, last three games out have been on the road. Uh, I think that helps prepare them for, you know, not just Carr, but going forward. uh, They're they're certainly road-tested. Uh, you know, only loss coming to St. Thomas More, but they played Washita Parish and, and St. Paul's as well. So really some 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 solid matchups to help them get ready for this district showdown uh, with Edna Carr. I watched a little bit of the live stream on Crescent City Sports last week uh, between Edna Carr and uh, and St. Aug and uh, was really impressed by both teams. Uh, you know, it was it, it was slow at times, and uh, I think you know each team was trying to find their footing, but um, you know. I don't think this will be a beatdown. What everybody's thinking, or you know, maybe uh, projecting, uh, you know, Saint Aug was. Um, I mean, I'm, excuse me, Edna Carr beat down Warren Easton. I think a lot of people thought they were coming and do the same thing to a Saint to Saint Aug, but that's just the Catholic League for you. I think uh, once you get into this district slate, uh, every week is, is a battle, and of course, Ken, y'all are down there. Y'all know, y'all see it every week. So uh, uh, certainly going to be one of the top two uh, matchups in the New Orleans area this weekend. Of course, in northeast Louisiana, great rivalry, Rustin yeah. and Neville, 5A, 4A school. This is, this is a bloodbath. I mean, this is a tremendous yeah. rivalry. These are two very good teams, <clears throat> one unbeaten. The other one, of course, a very narrow loss to Warren Eastern, which was, of course, flipped into a win, so technically unbeaten there as well. Right. Look, I mean, this is always about 
to me, it's about a testosterone test. Yep. Macho, who's the stronger team up front? They're going to run right at each other. Uh, they're going to play physical football, and whoever can impose his will on the other will win the game. Yeah, no doubt. And, and this is a game where you have to throw classifications and past year's results and things like that out the window. It's just one of the state's best rivalries. And it's interesting, <clears throat> the series has been split the last four years. So that just goes to show you how even level these two teams are, regardless of classification or whatever. Um, Rustin won last year's matchup, 27-21, close matchup. Uh, this is also have huge implications in the PowerPoints as well, as both teams are in the uh, non-select Division One as of right now. Both teams are in the top six of that non-select Division One. So, you know, either way, whoever wins, you might see a flip-flop, I think, uh, Rustin's in top two, top three right now. Uh, you can see Neville maybe jump up. So uh, going in and, and you know beating a good Rustin squad, no matter what their record is, uh, certainly speaks volumes to you know the work that Neville has put in. And on the flip side, Rustin, if they're able to go in and, and on the road at Neville uh, and beat the Tigers, certainly a, a statement win. And I think that's a statement win for each team each year. Uh, going into district play because I think that's that might be one of the last non-district games uh, for both teams. But lots of talent all over the field, D1 talent all over the field. Uh, coach Ball, uh, great guy, great coach, uh, has done wonders at Ruston, took him to the state championship last year, Neville trying to get back as well. So, uh, man, buckle up. That's going uh, to be a ride that uh, nobody's going to want to miss over there in Monroe. Another great cross-sectional matchup, Westgate, Calvary Baptist. These are two Ooh, yeah. 4-0 teams that are dynamite. Both have great chances in their respective classes uh, to get to a state championship game, regardless of what the playoffs look like. Calvary Baptist, look, they've taken apart 5A teams. And last week they beat an undefeated Wasman team that was very good. And, of course, Westgate's just been dominant. I guess what people might look at here is who's been in maybe slightly tougher than the other thus right. far. I might say that Calvary's been in a little bit tougher overall. But we know what Westgate is, and we saw what they did two years ago. So this is a delicious matchup. Absolutely. And, and one thing that I'm interested in seeing, Ken, is Wasman held Calvary Baptist to 21 points last week. 21 points. And I'm not saying that against Wasman. Wasman's a really good team, have one of the top defensives in the, uh, in the state. I'm wondering if they kind of exposed Calvary Baptist a little bit going into this Westgate game. Maybe there were some things that uh, Calvary showed uh, the Westgate coaching staff uh, that maybe they can try to take advantage of. But, look, you're, gonna, you're still going to have to try to stop Abram Wardell, 1,200 passing yards, second in the state in passing yards, 75% completion, completion rate. Uh, some of the top receivers in the state. Calvary's still Calvary no matter how many points they were held to. Uh, I, I definitely think this is, is going to be a high-explosive matchup. Both teams are averaging uh, a little around 40 points per game each. Um, tie, now, Westgate has defeated three teams ranked in the uh, LSWA top 10 polls. Uh, and, uh, and the, but Calvary's, like you mentioned, Calvary's three out of the first four opponents are Class 3A or higher. So, you know, evenly matched up, I don't know. We're, we're going to see Friday, uh, but, man, you know, you might you, you try to give Calvary Baptist maybe the edge just because they're at home, but Westgate's certainly one of those championship caliber teams. They can go and perform anywhere on the road. doesn't matter where it is. It's going to be a, an exciting matchup. Another one of those great cross-sectional matchups, Zachary making the trip north to West Monroe. <laughs> Zachary has a really good win over <clears throat> 
St. Augustine, very disappointing that the game with John Curtis was canceled. Yeah. Of course, West Monroe, so far so good. And they've had upheaval. It's been a trying year there. Changed coaches right after the start of the season. And yet, so far, they seem to have handled it pretty well. And West Monroe is a tough place to play, but you've got to like the way Zachary's playing. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's a lot of storylines coming into this game. You know, Brewerton was was publicly known as a finalist for this West Monroe head coaching job uh, back in the summer. Uh, these two teams have, have battled it out uh, several times over the last few years. Um, certainly, you know, West Monroe and their second head coach uh, this season. But like Ken said, the they fit the bill so far. They're 4-0. They're undefeated. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that after what happened. Um, one thing I did note is uh, on a local radio show in Monroe, they talked to Coach Brewerton, and he mentioned how Zachary wanted to model the program after West Monroe when he took over and uh, credits them for the inspiration uh, of how to build a program and how to uh, build the facilities that they have down there. So, Listening to that made me think, man, you know, these two uh, are one and the same. They're two, they're two great uh, Class 5A powerhouses. They know how to build the program. They know how to build the players up. Um, and I think it brought some validation to that Zachary program when, they've, when they went and defeated West Monroe, not once, but I think twice over the last five or six years, once in the Superdome. Um, so, yeah, definitely a showdown that I think people have been waiting for. Uh, in, in fact, Coach Brewerton said, I love traveling to West Monroe. It's such a, uh, an amazing environment. A lot of people are scared to go up there, but I love going up there to play. So, you know it's going to be a fiery Friday night. You know there's going to be a lot of action uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how West Monroe responds. Their last three opponents are combined, were combined 0 and 12. So not really much competition, but enough to maybe get used to that new coaching staff or the new coaching philosophy and uh, getting the players acclimated to, to a new philosophy. Interestingly enough, both played East Ascension. You know, Zachary beat yeah. EA 24-7. to Meanwhile, uh, the Spartans lost to West Monroe 34 to 20. So somewhat similar in that regard if you're looking Absolutely. at relative comparisons between the two. Finally, a Saturday game, John Curtis Christian and Holy Cross, two undefeated football teams. Holy Cross with really good skill position players. Cole Canatella, three-year starter, a quarterback. He completed all but one pass last week in an amazing performance. And, of course, his receivers are terrific. Fenn Martin's really good, but Cross Johnson and Kobe Young are superb. And as for John Curtis Christian, I don't see any weakness on this team. They're strong up front, offensively and defensively. Excellent running backs, led by Marlon Prout. Dagan Bruno's a really good quarterback. Michael Turner's an elite receiver and really good in the secondary, too. So, excellent matchup. Holy Cross is good enough offensively, I think, to, to compete in this game but kind of hard to go against John Curtis and with its coach now approaching history as well. Uh, that certainly would seem to be yeah. the edge here, although Holy Cross deserves a lot of credit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game between t uh, both Catholic League teams. Uh, you know, John Curtis is on a mention, mission. Uh, they're extra motivated with Coach JT's record uh, almost there, uh, almost at the national level. Um, you know, six, number six offense in the state for John Curtis, 49 points per game. But interestingly enough, uh, Holy Cross has only given up 19 points per game. Uh, but I think in John Curtis's advantage, their MO is they're starting off fast and they get off to a fast lead. Uh, and that's something that Holy Cross definitely can't let them do. Um, Patriots have, I mean, uh, yeah, excuse me, the Patriots have won nine straight since 2015 in this series. So uh, it, 
the advantage has definitely been on John Curtis's side, but can Holy Cross find some sort of weakness in that offense? Uh, can they stop that high-powered offense? That's going to be the question. Uh, John Curtis has, has definitely looked um, the part. Um, they definitely look like, hey, we're the defending champions. We're going to go and, and get back to the Dome this year. Um, so much extra motivation for them, like I said, though, and uh, I'm interested to see how this game turns out. Of course, we look forward to talking about all these games on our radio show, the original 29th year, yeah. six hours of coverage on Friday nights, and starting Friday night, Hunter will be part of this too. We'll have him on for analysis for four or five minutes each week. In our countdown show in the 6 o'clock hour, it's Haynes Academy night, and Hunter will be talking to our Les East and Jude Young about a couple of these top games we spoke about on the radio show too on 106.1 FM locally and, of course, accessible anywhere in the world at NashFM1061.com and on four other stations around Louisiana too. Great to have you. Look forward to having you on the radio show. And this has been a pleasure again. And we look forward to doing this again next week. Absolutely, Ken. Thank you very much. And, uh, man, week five, go out, see a ball game. Plenty of them around the state, no matter where you're living. And, uh, Ken, appreciate the opportunity. Can't wait till Friday. Uh, get on the show with you guys. And uh, we'll talk again next week. All right. It's a daily double. Excellent parlay. GoPreps.com, CrescentCitySports.com. Check them both out. Thank you, Hunter. Blessings to you. All right.